Ballyhoo! Ballyhoo! Matt says that this part of the show is called Ballyhoo. We are on episode three of On Airbnb. I am one of your loyal hosts, Matt Butterfield, here sitting next to... Your other loyal host, Matt Beery. Yep, we are on episode three. We are officially just as long as my failed web series. Just as long, yes. Yeah. But, but the problem, the difference is that, is the that third, this is going to happen. The third episode of VSBK, which I was the star of, yep. didn't actually make it to air. Yep. And then, <laughs> but this will this will be on air. Hopefully we won't flub anything. Hopefully everything will go exactly according to plan and nothing will just vanish into thin air, including, you know, time and effort and blah, money, blah, blah. And money that and, you spent. Yep. All that you, good stuff. Matt had to pay the cinematographer of that. Oh, well, it, whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> it's I mean, whatever. Yeah, you can just set things on fire. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so here we are. It's We're, we're back in the, the lower, just the tip, the tip of, the, the, the just the tip of Manhattan. Um, we're almost to the pee hole. Almost, almost to the pee hole. We're almost to the bee hole. We're, we're here... Uh, I, you know, I said I had a secret from you, but I really don't. The secret is out. The secret is that I never heard the word ballyhoo. This is real. What's the etymology on that? I know it from the wrestling industry when you look at scripts that they use for uh-huh. live television broadcasts. Okay. And then when you also look at scripts that they use for live tel- live radio broadcasts, right, right. the opening of the show is right. called Ballyhoo. Wow. It's the beginning. It's the repartee at the beginning. It's the welcome to the audience. It's Ballyhoo. So you read you read radio scripts? I've looked at them before because okay. I need to know how to do operate and do a run sheet and yeah. do stuff like that. Okay. Okay. When you're okay. doing a live broadcast between two people, it's also on, a, on like NFL things, on yeah. run sheets for commentators. Ballyhoo show, Ballyhoo. It seems to me like that would be something that I would say while riding the back of like a Volkswagen down a cobblestone street (laughs) in Scotland. Ballyhoo, Ballyhoo. Oh dear, Ballyhoo. We're in Glasgow. I just got stabbed. Ah man. Speaking of today's today's a bummer. Today's a bummer. Today, Today everybody it's really, to, yeah. It's really hard to look at content and think about what's funny and be, you know, entertaining because neither one of us feel very good today. Right. Because I don't think anybody feels very good today if you yeah. have any sort of attachment or love of the great Anthony Bourdain. Today's a dark day. Today's a very rough day. Um, today's the 8th of June, Friday, as we record. Yeah. We record every Friday. It's his last day on Earth, and it's just... Uh, it's a huge bummer. It's hard to say anything that hasn't already been said about the guy because so many people were touched by his life and touched by his work and everything that he did. And I think he was a great example of the type of people that we could strive to be. Yeah. I was listening to his Marin interview yeah. and he talked about how, you know, he is a liberal lefty Democrat. Right. But he can sit down and at least have dinner and talk to these people all you need is one common thread. Yep. One thing in common. Not everybody's the devil just because they don't believe the same thing that you believe. And what's the one thing that we all have in common? We all got to eat. We all got to eat. We all have to sit down and have a meal. For the majority of us, love good food. Really what it's all about is, and you said it best earlier, mental illness does not discriminate. It doesn't. It, you hear, I've been seeing it on social media. We've seen it about Kate Spade. I was, and I've been seeing it today about Anthony Bourdain. The, the most ignorant thing that I see on social media when a celebrity commits suicide is how could they be unhappy? They were rich. Yeah. That's I, ignorant. You know, it's fucking ignorant. It is ignorant, but I totally also have that thought 1,000%. How? How? How do you have that thought? Because I'm broke. That doesn't make a, a lot shit. Of my, like, well, like, like a lot of my, like a lot of poor people's problems would be solved if they had money, and they have a hard time of seeing outside of that. So I think that that's where that reaction. Well, comes that's from. just that's. I ignorance. don't necessarily. That's not a good position to take. That's not my. That's not what I would teach people to. Yeah. But I but I understand that perspective. I mean, it's because with Bourdain, it's like that guy's job was to travel the world and eat good food. Mm-hmm. But mental illness, it doesn't give a shit what your yeah, bank account says. I know, and it's it doesn't horrible. give a fuck about your investment portfolio. So, but it's I can see why a person, but I could, 
can empathize with a person who would be confused as to why he chose to do what he did. Or, I mean, with Kate Spade, I read more into that, and it's... I didn't read much into it. What she was... Her and her husband were on the rocks, and it was... There's a lot there going were, on. There was a lot of family stuff going on. Oh, and, and that so, sucks. It, like, not... And she was also horribly mentally ill while all a bunch of, like, family stuff was going on. From what I understand... From what I understand, they were still amicable, but they were living separately, and it was just kind of... And she wasn't uh, she wasn't in charge of her empire anymore, was she? No, she, she sold, sold everything like 10 off. years ago. Okay, like years. And That's got to be you know when when you're mentally oh. ill. Yeah. If you a lot of people that are mentally ill, they consume themselves with work. Yeah. And it kind of can kind of push stuff to the background. Yeah. That's why a lot of workaholics are mental are have some yeah. sort of mental right. illness. And, and I bet boredom is just it just it just, just drives you nuts. Because when you're bored, you're just left with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're the only thing that's going. You're not okay with what you're left with. It can lead to, lead to horrible places. Yeah. So, I mean, <sighs> Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade. Rest it, in peace, y'all. Rest in peace. And it, like I said, like Matt said, it just goes to show you that mental illness does not discriminate. It's a serious issue. I mean, even if you see someone... Like, if you see someone changing and you see someone's going through something... Just text them. Yeah, sometimes a little... And bug just, them about uh, responding. Sometimes a little connection is all a person needs. Yeah. Like, what? Go it to doesn't, a movie. You don't have to send them to clinical therapy and give them medicine all the time. Now, obviously, some I people believe, need that. Yeah, no. I mean, but, but as we're not psychologists, right, we don't right. have PhDs. Right, right. But we can at least give somebody attention. That yeah, time. give someone attention. Give them tools. I'll never forget whenever I was going through a dark period in my life. Uh, I was this, uh, I was in the therapist's office, and I was like, I, I, I don't have anyone to go to see a movie with. And he was like, you can go to a movie by yourself, Matt. And it, like, just like the fact that no one had ever said that to me meant that it had never entered my mind. And, and it, it opened up something in my life that is one of my favorite things now. Going like to I go, movies by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like going to movies with people anymore. <laughs> I don't want to go to a movie with you. Well, every time you tell me you're going to a movie, my first thought is, "Who are you going with?" Never. Like you didn't invite. Have I me. ever invited you to see a movie? <laughs> no. I've always said I'm going to see this. <laughs> and, and people sometimes people are like, "Oh, can, can you can you get me a ticket?" And I'm like, "I bought my ticket three weeks ago." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not waiting for you. I don't want to hear what you think about Solo. Oh, God. You don't want to hear what they think, so in turn, you make a podcast and give your thoughts. Exactly, which were pretty down the middle of the road. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was pretty... Because I feel like the whole... Movie. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. That's anyway, a whole that's a whole episode. That we don't need no. to go on. That's, yeah, uh, that's episode one. But just giving people, like, tools and, like, and, and giving them... Um, things to do and like reasons to to continue you know the burn on this moral coil keep on living keep living stay keep alive living. please please I don't know stay with us um, stay with us folks now, I also this, don't want to bring down bring bring down the podcast too much. So, but it was a serious issue that needed to be addressed because it was also somebody that we held very close to our hearts. I mean, he somebody that right. we really, really love. And also, I love Anthony Bourdain. I mean, yeah, I love that guy, and I don't. I've never even been in the same room with him, mm-hmm. and I feel a great amount of affection whenever I think of him, and I'll always remember him and cherish what we've got we've got a lot and i mean thanks thank to, god we have a lot yes we have a ton and thanks to parts unknown yeah there's cities now that i want to go to that i never would have in a million years thought of going yes. to budapest no yes 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 never in a million years would i have wanted to i now i want to go spend a week in glasgow vietnam? i never wanted to go to vietnam vietnam sounded i mean one of my friends went to vietnam and he came back and he's like oh my god it was amazing and he described everything that he did and I was like, that sounds horrible. Anthony Bourdain goes, and I'm just like, look at this magical man. <laughs> look at, look at these people who are just so smiling. He just like, <laughs> he, like he just like walks around the street and he just notices, look at how happy everyone is here. The other reason why we needed to address this is because we usually open up the show by talking about what's going on on Twitter. 
and he's pretty much exclusively the star on Twitter right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't think of anything else on Twitter right now. I was looking, and there's nothing else on there that I even wanted. There's other stuff, but this is all I want to talk about when it comes to Twitter. Right, because it's just well, it's a it's something that all of at least America, if not most of the world, is going through. Yeah. I mean, that guy is an icon. Yeah. Total icon. Total icon. Um, um, and he and he's out. Anyway. Yeah, um, so we're going to go ahead and transition now. Plowing ahead, as Bill Burr would say. Uh, plowing ahead. We just found out. <laughs> Today is National Best Friends Day. Yeah! So we're recording a podcast. On National Best Friends Day. High hey. five. Best friends. Love it. And the best friends it's that anyone <laughs> ever had. And the best friends, friends that anyone could have. Anyway. Uh... So that's that's fun. That's fun. I like it. And like I said, it's the most Obama era thing of all time. Yes, it is. Everything gets a day. Yeah. When did, <laughs> how come every like everything has like a patron saint now? <laughs> like we're all like like uh, every day is just another day. I right. feel like I feel like National Tequila Day happens like six times in a year. I feel like every time I look at my Facebook newsfeed or Twitter, it's National Cheeseburger Day. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Did you just want a cheeseburger? Because yeah. you could have just said that. You know what? I want a cheeseburger, but I'm not. I'm trying not to eat like that. And this anymore. was not a thing <laughs> years and years ago when I was growing up. So, thanks, Obama. Thanks, I'm gonna, Obama. I'm gonna give you that. Every day is a holiday. Props. We miss you. We love you. We miss you. We love you. I think um, it's weird you're gonna be a TV producer, but you know you got to get your money because yeah. you only because you make shit as a president. $400,000 a year. Lord. Good God. For the worst job in the world. For the... No days off. No days off. Well, unless you're unless Donald. You're unless you're Donald. The dick in the... <laughs> unless dick in the hat right unless now. Unless you're little dick Donnie. God damn it. Um, I think I'm going to go play some golf. Yeah. Who wants to go to Mar-a-Lago? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. 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 What so, else? What else is up? So, we want to introduce a new segment. New segment time. New segment, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know if this is going to be weekly or just when we really need to do it. Yep. But this segment is called, Don't At Me, Bro! Don't at me, bro! Don't at me, bro! Essentially, what we're going to do is we're just going to talk shit about something that bothers us uh, unapologetically and and in an unfiltered way. Um, And also something that is incredibly stupid and small-minded. That's what I. That's my. That's my uh, goal, at least, is to be as you know inconsiderate and thoughtless as possible while talking about what I'm about the the, the person I'm about to talk about. I absolutely love. Even it. though they're completely like su- like successful and they have feelings and they would probably talk mad shit about me if they ever heard about this. Oh yeah, but luckily for you, this guy's not funny or clever, so he couldn't write a good joke about you. I mean, if I was Logan <laughs> Paul, he might burn me. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, so don't at me, bro, Chris D'Elia. <laughs> Fuck you. Let's get this comedian. I don't understand this. The 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 fucking like he's popular. He's really popular. And I've ne- and he's never made me laugh once. This dude has never made me like and every time I cuz I, you know, I watch I'm a big fan of comedy, so I watch a com- a lot of po- comedy podcasts. A lot of comedians that I respect, like highly, love this guy, and I don't get it. Do you? Have you like? like yes. Come at, like like. I mean, I know this is my segment right now, so this is my yeah. what I'm what I'm trying to do. But like, like you got my back on this. Oh no, I 100 agree. I couldn't agree. make it through. I've tried to watch all of his specials that are on Netflix. I think he's got two, and and I've maybe made it through seven minutes of it. He stutters. He stammers. He does this weird shit where he thinks he's. Working up the crowd, but he's actually just kind of working up himself and doing like funny little behaviors. But there's no punchline. There's very little thought, and he mostly just seems like he's he's just like it's, you know what you know what it really is. Here's what it really is: women think he's hot. It bothers me because he, he's <laughs> terrible looking. He's, he's he's dirty looking. He looks like Gilfoyle. He looks dirty. He looks like Gilfoyle from he Silicon Valley, and like that's not attractive. Dirty. And women just fall all over him. Whatever. Uh, that's 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 my don't at me, bro. You got it. You got a don't at me, bro. I got a don't at me, bro. Don't at me, and bro. And I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it on the downer slope today okay. because I'm not feeling too good today. Yeah. Why not? All right. My don't at me, bro, goes out to the one and only our president, Donald J. Trump. 
Exactly. Oh, but for a very specific thing that he said. What do you do now? Because, you know, uninformed people should really keep their mouths shut. And yeah. as much as we love the internet, yeah. also the internet can do some fucking harm. Oh, yeah. The internet's horrible. On a conference call, Donald Trump decided to lambast the citizens of Houston, Texas. Oh, here we go. For the way that they handled Hurricane Harvey, saying mm-hmm. that they rode their boats out to watch the storm roll in, and that didn't really work out. Yeah, they definitely weren't saving people in lives. Let me tell you right now, motherfucker. Yeah. All right? You sit there, fucking White House, you sit in Trump Tower with your fucking spray tan and your stupid fucking hair, and you have no fucking clue what the citizens of your country are going through. You don't give a shit what the the citizens of your fucking country are going through. You don't give a shit what the citizens of Harris County were going through. Exactly. The citizens of Harris County got out in their own boats by the thousands and went and saved thousands of fucking lives. And you sit there and you shit on them because you don't know anything that you're fucking talking about. You don't know shit about Houston. And Houston, yeah, it's in Texas, didn't fucking vote for you. It voted for Hillary Clinton. So keep your mouth shut. Keep Houston's name out of your mouth. Houston strong. Fuck you. Don't at me, bro. I'm starting to see side with Anthony here. Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> it's just, the whole world is just horrible. Um, it's a tough place to be right now, but at the same time, who you know, who would we be if we didn't have moments like this? Yeah, we're you know all human. I mean? We're all human, and comedian. That's why I love listening to comedians' podcasts. Yeah, is because they have their real moments. They right. have their bad days. They right. have their off days. You know what I mean? I think it largely depends on the comedian, but sure. It largely depends on the comedian. So like Burt Kreischer, that's another don't at me, bro. I do not get why he... <laughs> like, I get it. He's kind of funny. He has some great stories, but if you ever watch his podcast, it's like the most garbage fucking... All he does is talk numbers and how he goes and how... And like the, the amount of times he's gone viral. Really? That's all his podcast is about. That's so stupid. That's yeah. not a podcast. It's it, well, I mean, a podcast is whatever. But oh, like, yeah, sure, yeah. A, a podcast, podcast is, is whatever relative. it is. But like, <laughs> but I can call it a boring podcast. That's for damn sure. Good lord. Um, <laughs> uh, like, oh well, I got ten million views on Facebook. He's is flexing. Great. It's a podcast about flexing. He's you're, made, he's a you're YouTube a semi-famous star. comedian. You with with like several that's had several TV shows. He sounds like a twenty year old YouTuber. You should be able to do that. <laughs> that shouldn't be a shock. He's the little Tay of podcasts. And, and your agent should be happy with you. Sorry, I just said that super white. I said little Tay, little Tay, little little Tay. Who's little, little Tay? Little Tay. You don't know who little Tay is? No. Little Tay is a nine year old, um, <laughs> nine year old Asian. Nine. Yeah, nine year old Asian Canadian girl. <laughs> Who became a big-time viral hit on Instagram. What? For just flexing, bro. Like, walking around in Gucci, throwing stacks of $100 bills, talking about, this is my Bentley, this is my Mercedes. Oh! Oh! I know who you're talking about. She's like, I'm a millionaire! Yeah, she's like, I'm holding holding your mama's rent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And she, like, throws... I've seen the video where she... She throws the the wad of cash into like a Miata or something. <laughs> not a Miata. <laughs> what is it? Not a Miata. It's she's a, she's like not a, a she's not a forty two year old male divorcee. But she's just like in the like she's in the suburbs of the hills, which are you know nice suburbs. Oh yeah, very Hollywood. nice. But uh, I just thought that was well. She's actually from Vancouver, okay. and her mom was a real estate agent, and they used the houses they were using were houses she's that were nine? for sale. She's nine. Still. That, yeah, currently nine. She's only been famous for like a month. Okay. <laughs> that was a nine-year-old I saw? Yeah. So her mom is a real estate agent. Uh, they used houses that were for sale through that real estate agency for the videos. They used her boss's cars for the videos in the built in the parking garage. And it basically all came out. And now she has completely deleted her, all the content from her Instagram. Oh yeah. no! I'm thinking of a different person. You're thinking of a different okay, person. Okay, good. Thank God. Oh my God! I was so I was so scared. I was just like, Oh my God! We need to call Child Protective Services. You need to be worried about this girl too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she's trust me. She's in trouble as well. Okay. She apparently got uh, on. She did a Good Morning America thing 
where basically the the interviewer was like, "Are you being forced to do this?" And the mm-hmm. mom is sitting there, and yeah. the mom's like, "No." And Lil Tay's like, "This is what I want to do." Which, you know, whatever. Yeah. You create your content, whatever. do whatever you want to do. A nine-year-old wants to do. But kind of the last straw for her was some, but they showed her smoking. They showed her smoking a vape pen on her Instagram or something Uh-oh. like that. Uh-oh. Next day, everything is deleted off, yeah. her, off of her uh, Instagram account. Yeah, There's nothing there anymore. Of course. Yeah. What I mean, I mean, even if they just put, like, bubblegum flavor, you can't have a nine-year-old. Yeah, no. Like... You can't have a nine-year-old smoking. Smoking. Anything. Jesus Christ. What a... Which really, so we're going to go ahead and pivot here because yeah, I just thought pivot. of something. Tell me. And I can't believe they existed for as long as they did. Candy cigarettes. <laughs> they you remember still, that? I remember candy cigarettes. I, I remember, remember very well. I, and the, were, end, the end of them was red. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And sometimes you get good ones that were the other end. Like most of it probably like had a filter on it. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see those? I remember. Oh, yeah. I, I saw, I, I, it was like, wow. This really looks like a cigarette. <laughs> it looks like a cigarette. Oh, my God. That I'm just... <laughs> it was literally just canes, like, just poles of sugar. Yeah. Like, of confectioner's sugar. Just like, like stuck together. Pounded together. <laughs> and <laughs> With corn syrup, I mean, probably. that shit existed for a long time. Yeah. It was totally cool. And it was totally just to try and get us hooked. Or, like, Big League Chew. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that's still out there. That's still out there. It's, it's actually... Still, pretty good it's good gum it's good gum it's, it's like, like the whole the, op, the optics of it are baseball players carry yeah. chew in their back pocket. right and i'm right. a baseball player now. i'm a baseball player and then i'll grow up and once i'm an adult i'll chew as well yeah or you know once i'm 13 i'll chew <laughs> as well as and opposed it, to nine was, i don't know how it was with you in dallas and your community but Dipping was huge in my hometown. It's pretty big. It was? I guess. I mean, I remember a lot of people doing it, but... Like all Like, everybody... A bunch of our baseball players, a bunch of our football players dipped all the time. Oh. Yeah. I don't know about people my age doing it. No, no. Like, from the age of 14 on, there were a, a lot ton of people's of people parents, A lot of people's dads did it. Ugh. But I didn't really know anybody. Ugh. I guess, I guess some of the football players did. Yeah. They did it because it... The nicotine buzz, like the nicotine buzz, got them going. Yeah, and they got them all roided up. Got them all roided. You know, my high school, my high school uh, tested for every drug except for steroids. Really? Yeah. Were we all good at football? Oh yeah. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the friars, right? Yeah, the friars. Yeah, the friars. Just knocking heads. <laughs> we weren't very good at football. We were good at football my freshman year, and then I don't want to. I grew up with the quarterback that took over after my freshman year, and so I don't want to like talk shit about that guy, but his nickname was Pass Intended For. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he knows that that was his nickname, and I hope he's not listening to this. He's like, he's on my Facebook feed, so he might... I doubt it. I highly doubt it. I feel like everybody from my hometown has forgotten about me. Oh, there was this, this quarterback <laughs> back in the day that uh, we were at a party after a football game, and... His friends were just... He was talking about plays in the game, and his friends just go, was that the third interception or the fourth interception? <laughs> <laughs> and he was, fuck y'all, man. Fuck but, y'all. But our, our defense was 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 unstoppable, and we had this incredible running back. Um, what else we got on the docket? We got some um, we got some uh, Twitter follow recommenda- recommendations. Uh, I would recommend one of my favorite Twitter followers right now is this uh, young rapper. She's just moved to New York. I'm not sure where she's at in New York right now, but I think it's uh, I think she's in Brooklyn. Um, uh, her rap name I don't really know her. I think her first her real name is Jane Ornica, but she goes by Chica. Chica. She's this big girl. She's from Gumptown. She's from uh, the South. Gumptown. Uh, the South. Uh, Montgomery. Oh. She's from Montgomery, Alabama. Oh, uh, but she just moved up to New York. She's about 20 years old. Montgomery, Alabama. She is spitting fire. She's good? Oh, my God. Check her out. Her verse that was at Kanye got like... I mean, I just was talking shit about Burt for views. But, <laughs> but it was her first million hit. And it's just like... She just lights this dude up with his own beat. He, really? She does it to Jesus Walks. And she's just like, remember that your kids are still black and blah, blah, blah. Like, you're a piece of shit. You're being a piece of shit. Like, stop. Like, like you represent us and you're making a fool out of everybody, you fucking moron. 
but she does it much better than that. <laughs> um, and she and every, she puts out a new verse that it's about a minute long every Friday, so something should be dropping pretty soon. She's also just very. Um, I think she's 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 very open and she's struggling about her struggles and trying to make it as an artist and it's kind of fun to watch somebody um, get famous. I mean, this is a hell of a city to follow the struggles yeah. of a struggling artist. And, and she's really it's probably like, the best city to follow that. Well, and she's and she's really like making strides. Like she's um, she, she she's you know playing shows. She's she's getting it done. Like she's gonna be a, a household name eventually. Like it's written in the stars. I'm That's pretty awesome. certain. She just goes and it, by yeah, her. and you, yeah, and her uh, her Twitter handle is Orandica, spelled O R. Let me look this up. <laughs> I told him to write it down. I have it right here. <laughs> or it's Orandica or at Chica. If you just search Chica, all caps, you'll find her. Okay. And she's pretty recognizable. I described her pretty well. Awesome. <laughs> um, awesome. Check her out. And then there's also just like weird. I, like there's like this corner of Twitter called Weird Twitter that I like. There's this dude that's at Kill Your Brand. I don't know who this guy is. His name is Matt. Also, that's about all I know. <laughs> I discovered him because he um, is friends with another fo- uh, weird Twitter follow that I recommend. T- Tigers go roar. It's funny to watch them kind of interact. She Tigers is uh, she, her name is Pony Star Wars. Um, <laughs> And she's just kind of this like hot mom that lives in St. Louis. She has like two little babies, and then she's got like an eighteen-year-old kid. So, and she's just funny and ridiculous. And then, but then this dude, I discovered this dude uh, Matt because for the longest time, and uh, I know you didn't want me to bring this guy up, but for the longest time, he was challenging Hulk Hogan on Twitter on a daily basis. Oh God! And it was really funny. He's just like Hulk Hogan. Is a man in his seventies. I am. I am half his age, and I weigh ten more pounds than him, and I have four inches on him. I believe that I can take him in his current. Like, he's like, in his current. State. In his current state, if I fought him, I would win. I am fairly certain. And this went on for years. <laughs> he's been sent like letters by Hulk's team to leave him alone. He finds all these different like venues to get a hold of Hulk and like and challenge him to fights. <laughs> And it's really funny. And he also, um, you know, and he also, Matt, is gay and loves to crap. That's what he says. Loves to crap? Yes. (laughs) Who doesn't? He's like, I am gay and yes, I love to crap. What the fuck? Because, you know, it feels like something coming out of your butt. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. (laughs) We can go ahead and cut Gross. Uh, (laughs) It's it's funny. (laughs) Uh, So that's about, that's what I got. You got anything? I've got two that I want to throw out there. Uh Uh-huh. The first is actually for wrestling fans. It's called WWE Creative Humor. Uh huh. So that it's that sounds at, fun. It's at WWE Creative underscore ish, and it's great to watch along, like watching Monday Night Raw or SmackDown Live on Tuesdays, and watch along with their live tweeting. Yeah. Because they just they shit on the bad, like they shit on everything. Yes. But when like That's the best. every week there's guaranteed to be at least one segment on raw or SmackDown. That's just God awful. Uh-huh. And they tweet about it. Like some sort of dunce in the creative room. Yeah. Trying to justify it. And it's absolutely hysterical. Uh-huh. I love it at WWE creative underscore ish. And then also one of my favorites and you know, I love this, even though I hate the idea of holding people responsible for something they uh-huh. said 10 years ago right? on Twitter. Yeah. But old player tweets. Old player what tweets is, is fantastic. <laughs> so I'll just read their bio. It's at old player tweets. Uh-huh. The funny stuff athletes probably regret tweeting. Yes. They just like yes. <laughs> they just dig through football players, basketball players, baseball players. They dig through their old tweets and bring them up, and it's oh my just. God. I it's bet Jose Canseco. World. Uh, I don't know about Jose Canseco. He had this very public, like, arc of a relationship on Twitter with some woman that was like twenty years old, in like. 2011 and they you know he's Jose Canseco dude the dude has taken a ton of steroids he's got emotional issues (laughs) (laughs) remember one of the tweets was just I I can't stop crying (laughs) 
He's got man. <laughs> it was just like oh my he, god. Well, he's a guy. He had severe fall from grace because in the eighties and nineties, yeah, he was god. Yeah, he was slaying the base. He was slaying baseballs. He was hitting like the longest home runs in yeah. MLB history. Yeah, and then he was just banging chicks. He was god. Yeah, Oakland and uh, Toronto, wherever the hell he fucking played. He played a few different places. Right, right, right. But then he just slowed downward decline. And downward then decline, had, and he got busted. He right? admitted that he took that he did steroids, yeah. and then ever since then, it just well, he, he never recovered. He well, I kind of would argue even that he. He never recovered in the, in the sense of like he never got back in the MLB, but he wrote this book that like. I think he was done with the MLB at that point. Yeah, the but that, book, that was book was just was amazing. Like I only like read parts of it and read about it, but it apparently it it just blew open the whole scam of the MLB. Oh, it, oh my god, like, it he brought was so like, much to life. He's like, if you guys are gonna bring me down. I'm gonna burn the place down with me. Yeah, like, like absolutely. He's I'm like, gonna, you want to drag my name to the mud? I'm gonna yeah, burn this motherfucker right. down. I am the fucking mud, motherfuckers. <laughs> you gonna drag me through me? You're getting dirty. Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> All of you were juicing. Every single one of you. Oh um, my god. What? Uh, so I guess it's the opening of the show now. Uh, want to get on to the main event? The main event. The main event. We went and saw a play last night. Yes, we did. I tricked Matt into coming out in the Bushwick again <laughs> uh, so that I could only take a very cheap Uber ride to whatever we were going to review. Well, guess what? I got 60% off on Uber, so I took a, also very took, also took a very cheap Uber ride. Oh, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> um, we saw Singlet at the Bushwick Star. This is its last running weekend. I think the closing night is Tuesday, so you know we're really hot on the press for this uh, review. Um, starring Aaron, starring and written by Aaron Markey. It's uh, directed by Jordan Fine and another wonderful performer, uh, Emily Davis. Uh, it was a two-woman show. So those are the three um, people that I can really talk on because I have such a hard time talking about design because I just don't know anything. Well, about I never it. did design. Yeah, you never did I, design. I don't know I mean, much about it. I know that when I like it. Yeah. So let's go ahead and let's dive into a little yeah, bit about the show. Yeah, let's talk about the show. Uh, the show, um, whenever I suggested that we do this, uh, I, uh, it was because I really love the Bushwick Star. I've seen a lot of different types of shows there. Um, I've lived nearby it since I've lived in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been going there for years. I love that venue. They're an Obie Award winning uh, off-off Broadway house. Um and I, you know, I didn't want to review a, like a Broadway play because I think that that's kind of boring and it's also very expensive. Um, uh, so I just wanted to check this out. I ran into Aaron Markey, um, performative-wise, uh, years ago when I first moved to the city. She was kind of, uh, and she still does this. I just haven't seen her perform this way in a while. She was this kind of like psychotic lounge singer. <laughs> whenever, I, whenever I whenever I first ran into her, she would. I remember it was right after Hurricane Sandy, and she wrote this like insane song about Hurricane Sandy. And I remember just being like terrified of her because her eyes were so wild, and she um, she made it all about like gender politics and about how we blame women for everything uh, because. I don't know. Was, and this was, was all Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, it was all because, backed because we you know we we named it after a woman. Uh, anyway, and so this show, I thought it was, it did not, I don't know, I don't want to, I'm not going to give it a bad review, uh, but it, it was not what I expected at all. I don't know what I was expecting. What were so, you expecting? I, I mean, I kind of know what I was expecting. I was expecting, because it's called Singlet, and then all the promo material is these two women in, in like, Greco-Roman singlets, and then I see the pictures of the set, and it's clearly like a... A wrestling match. A wrestling match. And I was like, oh, I bet this is going to be wild. It was wild. It was very wild, but not uh, for the reasons we thought it would but be But it wild. wasn't really about wrestling at all. Not at all. Like, In there fact, was a couple of staging elements where they, where they wrestled, but they never talked about wrestling 
wants. I mean, unless the theme of the show is that somebody wrestles with intimacy, which... Which I think is kind literally of what, what it, it was. Literally what it was. In this case, if that's the, if that's the case, I say it was heavy-handed, to say the least. Yeah. Um, um, and a little too... Whatever. But my thoughts are that the design elements were fantastic. Everything was gorgeous. Uh, the acting was absolutely phenomenal. Yes, they, they, they brought the house down. Right. That's the one... I mean, that was like saving grace, in my opinion, of the show. But God, the, like, their, their performances were just... Oh. Can you imagine having to perform that script? No. Like, like So, had- basically, the script is a series of vignettes showing couples, two different people, you know, uh, duet scenes of different scenarios. Right. The first one was this girl trying on a shirt, and she can't believe that she fit into a small. Yeah. And her friend's trying to get her to fit into an extra small. Right. And and her friend is this photographer. Yeah. And it's just as sleazy as, a, as I've ever imagined. And then they start wrestling and then then they become like these two social studies teachers slash coaches, which was very relatable. Yeah. From Texas public schooling and private schooling. <laughs> yeah. All the yeah. social studies teachers yeah. were coaches yep. and yep. they didn't do shit. Yeah, they 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 taught you weird life lessons that they learned in Vietnam. <laughs> I still, I remember this one teacher There's, I had talked, I would always tell us, I woke up in a cold sweat last night. He would say that to us every day. Oh my God. 50 of you going on a mission, 25 the, ain't coming back. I remember the first time I killed a man, I ripped him in half. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's stay on the track. Anyway, uh, back to the review. Um, uh, 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 it, so I guess it was just a various vignettes that showed different levels of intimacy that never that are questionable, right? Yeah, questionable it, levels of intimacy. Like, like what's appropriate, it, what's not. When is it inappropriate? Because we never really saw. I mean, there was that one time when they did the whisper song. Yeah, that was pretty inappropriate. Yes, it, it's not like inappropriate, but like you know what I mean. They're like they were being. Promiscuous. Promiscuous. Which is and, fine. And, and, and provocative. Fun. Yeah. And, and like they were like, you know, rubbing genitals and stuff. But like. My biggest problem with the show is that there was no payoff to anything. That right. Happened. Nothing. There was only one of the vignettes that paid off. Only one vignette paid off. Which and one it, was that? It was the one where the teacher was scolding the student. Who was, oh, yes. The students being typically difficult and not going along with anything the teacher's saying. And the teacher has a full breakdown yeah, about it. Yeah, the teacher literally starts beating the kid up. Yeah. And, and, and which happens. Mm-hmm. I've, I've she, seen that happen. She starts beating the kid up and saying, you, you're, you're not old enough to understand this. Yeah. Well, one day you will. Yeah. I've devoted my life to you. Yeah. And you don't appreciate yeah. that at all. Yeah. And yeah. the actress, Emily Davis, when she's mm-hmm. delivering this monologue, yeah. is like, I don't mean like a couple of tears in her eyes. No. She's like snot coming out of her nose. Right. And we were, we were probably- on emotional breakdown. We were probably what? Like 40 feet from her? Yeah. Like 50 feet from it her? It was amazing. And you could see just like- she, I don't like like I can like you know we both our background in education is in performance. Uh, I can't do that. <laughs> no, dude, that was like, that was on. A, I can't do what she did. That was on another level. And she had to do that every night for like a month and a half. Yeah, like like, and and it was such a well written monologue monologue about about that about like yeah like this teacher clearly. Because a bunch of really dark stuff happens, and mm-hmm. like in terms of how she's dealing with this child, and it's and it's clearly coming from a, a real place. But I felt like that was uh, um, that was the best part of the show. It was the only yeah, part of the show that was, had any type of payoff, and it was it. the only time that anybody really crossed the line. <coughs> mm-hmm. Like with the last scene, they were really flirting with something that would have been like traumatic to see. Mm-hmm. They were. It was. Um, they were doing it in such a it weird way. It was a way. father-daughter. It was a father-daughter like cuddle sesh that was real weird. And binge drinking sesh. They yeah. Were binge, yes. Father-daughter binge drinking beer turned into dancing together. Yes. Turned into in a, sit on my lap in a way that was just not kosher. Yeah, and very, very uncomfortable. Right. Super uncomfortable. But he never really 
Yeah, they never. I mean, they did never, they cross a line whenever he got his daughter drunk? Yes. yes. They but never like, crossed that line, but they let you know that the line's being played with. Yeah. And that was all the un- discomfort that you needed. Right. A lot of what the play, the play's themes seem to play with were, were like, what, what is this space between these interactions? But then, I don't feel like that that offers much of a moral judgment or like much of a like it doesn't give me a reason to watch the full piece yeah I agree Uh, um, I I didn't enjoy the way it was written I'll just say it flat out sure I didn't enjoy that it felt like it was really far away from the audience yeah is the best way I can put it sure that's fair it felt like you basically admire the fact that somebody made it right but not the fact that it needed to be made or that it was well written. Right. There were some good moments, individual moments. Right, because it's not. But the, overall, it did not strike me. It, I feel I, I. I won't say that the writing was bad. I will say that the structure was flawed. Well, yeah. Ma- I just, mean, because you're right. It just felt so far away. Mm-hmm. And granted, this is an off-off Broadway house. This show's probably going to evolve and change. Yeah, if it gets done, if it's like, done again, like, it'll like, change. And it will get done again somewhere. Mm. Aaron Aaron tours the country with her with her stuff, um, so you know she hears two white guys talking shit about her. <laughs> oh yeah, two straight white males yeah. talking about her. Well, they just didn't understand uh, it because they're straight white males, which might be true. But um, I've been in a lot of weird shit in this city. I've done some a lot of weird shows. And I've been a, a part of stuff that didn't have a, fru- a through line, so to speak, but that I thought was very moving. But those, like, for instance, like, I was, I mean, I'm just tooting my own horn, uh, but I was I was in this show called The Record, where, we, where it was just silent, we did, it was like 50 of us doing these dances together, and there was no through line, and a lot of people that saw it, a lot of my friends, like, good friends of mine, were like saw it and were like angry with me afterwards and said, I, I didn't like I didn't like that because it wasn't a play, but I cried three times. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I think the reason why it had such an effect on them was because of its simplicity without the through line. And I feel like if this show was maybe a little more simple, it would I, I would have been affected more by it. I don't know. Oh, I could see that. I could totally see that. Because I think if you're if you're just gonna have a performance piece, because that's kind of what I think this was. I don't feel like it was actually like a play. I think it was it was more performance. It art. was like it was like a performance art piece. And I just felt like it could have been simplified. Big like time. I was I was literally I don't know why I thought this. I didn't because I don't like to read reviews before I go see plays. Um, uh, I thought they were literally just going to be fighting the whole time. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I thought it was just going to be the story of two women wrestlers. Yeah, or like two high school wrestlers. I thought it was going to be like, oh, we're wrestling, and then, you know, I know, are we gay? I don't know. That happened a lot whenever I was wrestling. <laughs> in high school. A lot, of, a lot of those, I was like, I, I'm going to not do this anymore. These guys are really enjoying this. Uh, <laughs> or one dude. In, anyway, anyway. Anyway. Um, anyway. Uh, it, yeah, it's um, kind of what I thought it was going, and then it was something completely different because, which uh, which I didn't totally understand. It was just kind of all over the place. It was all over the place, and of course, it was all over the place intentionally. Yeah, um, and then it just broke out into a dance number, and there was a few of those. There was, <laughs> there was a, few, a few of those. There was a couple of those, which is a theater traditional. That's a theatrical tradition. Oh, absolutely. Like a little Lazzi, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, the little Italian guys on Comedia dell'arte, they come out and they're like, hey, your pantalone was trying to fuck his daughter a minute ago, but now watch these waiters juggle like yeah. uh, trays. Columbina <laughs> is going to eat an apple and it'll be funny. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the first thing that I thought in my head when they broke out into that dance to the EDM music in my head, I went, oh, fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anytime I hear EDM in anything, it's that's just like, that's a cancer that's growing in society. Oh, my God. E- that's don't a, at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> EDM that, music. We'll save that for oh. next week. We'll save it for next week. Oh, and I just got mad. <laughs> I just got mad. Ugh. Okay. 
We'll save it for next week. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna end the review of this thing right now, and I'm gonna watch about the first 20 minutes of that movie Ibiza <laughs> <laughs> on Netflix. It's a bad movie. <laughs> Don't at me, so, Jillian Jacobs, whatever your name is, Jillian Anderson. What's her let's, name? Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Final thoughts on um, Singlet. On Singlet. Um. Final thoughts on Singlet. A blurb. Do do. Uh, I don't have a blurb for this one. That's my blurb. Okay. Too hard. Too hard. Maybe that. That's Tr- yeah. Tried too hard. Yeah. That's my blurb. Yeah. You could you could feel the resp- the weight of the responsibility that they felt that they had. Yeah. And great performances, great tech, lighting, sound. Go set. see it if you can get a ticket. Yeah. I would recommend if you want to see something weird in New York. That's yeah. something to do. Moving along. I uh, guess that's how we're going to end this. Mm-hmm. Unless there's something else you want to bring up. Just don't watch Ibiza on Netflix. What the hell's Ibiza? It's this movie that uh, I thought was going to be good. What's that? Jillian from, from uh, Community. Jillian. Oh, uh, Gillian, Gillian, ja- Gillian, Gillian Jacobs. Jacobs. She is in it, and I thought it was going to be really good because one of the dope queens is in it. Uh, not Jessica, the other dope queen from Two Dope Queens. And then... Um, some SNL lady. Mm. Uh, there I in it, and I thought it was going to be super funny. And it, there's literally, Matt, there is a six-minute scene where they watch a DJ play, like, do his EDM set. I'm just going to tell you right now. I can't now, believe you watched it. I walked away from the trailer saying, I'm never watching this piece well, of Well, I'm just going to say right <laughs> now, because I feel like this is going to be a part of our lives and a part of cinema, don't film EDM sets. They're not interesting to watch. They're some, not like it's some guy a, flipping some switches. Some dude going, mm, yeah. <laughs> Everybody, clap your hands. Get up. Get that's up. Get up. A, that's a discount. Whatever they're doing, which is not I mean, my cup of tea. I mean, if you're experiencing it live and you're on heavy drugs, yeah, sure, I'm sure it's great. But like, like on film, it's just like, all right, that guy's still standing there, <laughs> and he's standing there and. I guess he's Good. looking hot. Look at how he handles those sliders. Yes. <laughs> Up oh, and oh. down. Now the lights are brighter. Oh, man. Um, he turned that knob like a like Jimmy Page plays a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got anything else? I've got nothing else. Yeah, I think that's it. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah? We got a question. So our first loyal listener is our first... Big shout out to Dustin Barnett in Denver, Colorado. Hello, Dusty. Good friend of mine from high school theater. I brought him in. He drank some of your margaritas. He did. Started having a yeah. tequila poisoning. Oof. No, I'm kidding. He didn't have tequila poisoning. All right. <laughs> but um, Dustin Barnett from Denver, Colorado writes, Dear on Airbnb, longtime listener, first time caller. Uh-huh. <laughs> I host a monthly game night at my house in Denver where we play party games for a golden Pez trophy. <laughs> Recently, the numbers have grown and we are having a hard time creating games uh-huh. that accommodate the number of people. What are some good games for 8 to 14 people? Help me on Airbnb. You're my only hope. My gut reaction. This is always my favorite big group game. Uh-huh. And I think it'd be really funny if a bunch of 30-year-olds were doing it. Uh-huh. Sardines. Sardines. You know, you know what sardines no, is? No, what's sardines? Sardine, we did this when I was in youth group all the time growing up. It, uh but we would do it in these old churches, right? It's mm-hmm. basically hide and go seek. One person goes and hides, and then you, everyone has to go find them. And, and we would do it in these like old blacked out churches while we were <laughs> like they were completely dark, and so it was really scary. We would do it in the middle of the night. Um, but once you find that person, you have to hide with them. Oh shit! And okay. You, and, and the goal is to wait for like. And like eventually, like you're gonna be walking around whatever space you're doing this in, and you're gonna like run out of friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because because the goal is to get it down to one person that is looking for everybody else. That's how you win sardines. Is the whole everybody wins at once? So there's one, one loser. There's one loser, and then like so there's thirteen winners and yeah, one loser. Right. So who would get the golden Pez dispenser? It could be a tournament of games. I mean, how long are these... We don't have enough information, Dusty. Right? Come on, Dusty. Like, what kind of games are you talking? Card games? Because then I would recommend golf. You ever play golf? <laughs> no. The card game golf? I no. don't remember how to play it, but I play it all the time with my family. You can Google it. I it's guarantee pretty, that. It's pretty easy to play. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can Google it. You Basically, the, the goal is to have the... You have nine cards spread out in front of you, and you just got to, like, 
flip them and trade them, and you have to get the lowest score possible with all your nine with all nine cards. Um, I'm gonna go theater nerd here. Yeah, because I just want to see 14, 30 year olds playing zip zap zap. <laughs> Zip, zap, zap. Especially, especially you're in Denver where everything's legal and fun. Oh, yeah. Ooh, buddy. You get Just a couple of those gummies zap, going. Zap. I mean, you're going to drink a Monster Energy drink and a two shots of tequila. And, and a, <laughs> you're going to thin the crowd real quickly when they're on that kind of elements. So when yeah. those kind of elements are flowing, yes. the crowd's going to be thinned to half. Oof, it's going to be so good. Very quickly. And for those of you that don't know, Zip, zap, zonk is literally you just sit, you just stand in a circle and you get your finger guns out, and then you just point at somebody, and you go, zip, zap, zap. That's fantastic. It's it. And the first person to stutter, you're out. Yep. It's so much fun. It's a theater game. And when it comes down to two people, and uh-huh. the two, the last two people are really good, Yes. and it can go on and on and on, it's, so it's ridiculous. phenomenal. So I suggest zip, zap, zap. Uh-huh. I suggest sardines. Oh, you think this could be fun? The only problem is in sardines. I don't know who would get the golden Pez dispenser. Uh, right, right, right. Unless you're very committed, uh-huh. and this you know you're in for a long night of this. Yes. Every round, one person is eliminated. Sure. Yes. One person's eliminated. Yes. But then it comes down to two, and those last two play zip zap zap. Yep. For the golden Pez dispenser. Oh my god. So there you go. Tell me what your game tournament, how it turns out. Yes. Oh Let us God. know. If you if you follow any of our advice, <laughs> which I don't think you will because these are horrible suggestions. I think they're fantastic. Oh, they're good. They're I think good. they're great. For somebody, sardines, who, for somebody who hates games, this actually sounds like fun. The thing about sardines and like 30-year-olds playing sardines is uh, I can only imagine... <laughs> like where would you play? Right? Where would you play? I mean, Dustin. You can't a, do it in like your apartment. No, Dustin has a house. Okay. So okay. So that's gonna be the show. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in again. Yep. It's National Best Friends Day, Matt. I love you. Love you too, brother. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach me at matthew.s.butterfield at gmail.com or on Twitter at twitterfield. Uh, feel free to follow me on Instagram if you want. That's more of a chill thing, though. I'm not. I don't, I, don't blow any, I don't blow anyone's space up on Instagram. <laughs> uh, Check me out um, at MattBeery06 at Yahoo.com, at MattBeery06 on Twitter as well. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. That's kind of my blanket name for everything is at MattBeery06. You nailed it down? I made it when I was a sophomore in high school and then just kept it. Wow. <laughs> you so nailed it down. I nailed it down. I just um, found a gray hair come out of my beard. Uh-oh. Look at this. It's white. <laughs> Oh my god! Stop the podcast! Oh. <laughs>